Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading. Sports Squad with I.O. and Chanel. Hello and welcome to Sports Squad, a new kids sports show here on Fun Kids. I am I.O. and with me is Chanel. Chanel, how are you doing? It's been a while since we spoke last. I've been doing some dancing at home and catching up on all the sports news. I've got an amazing story about a top football manager who's been helping out during lockdown by becoming a delivery driver. I cannot wait to hear what that's all about. But coming up on the show right now, our guest is one of the best Olympic athletes in history. Sports Squad with Io and Chanel. Okay, let me introduce you to our guest. Imagine if you won one Olympic gold medal in your lifetime. Well, most of us would be happy with that. But imagine if you won six of them. Well, that's an incredible achievement. And it's exactly what our next guest has done in his career. He's one of the greatest cyclists of all time. Sir Chris Hoy, welcome to the programme. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How's lockdown treating you? Can't complain, really. You know, we've got a bit of outdoor space here, so we're very lucky. Um, and just getting through, I've got two small kids, they're two and five, so trying to give them a bit of activity and uh, entertain them. Let's go back to your achievements. We'll, we'll come back to family cycling in, in just a second. But, you know, do you still pinch yourself? Six gold medals, 11 gold world championships. How do you feel about your career now? Do you know, when I was growing up, I, I thought the Olympic champions and people who were really good in their sport or anything that they, they chose to do, they were just born that way. They were different from the rest of us. They were destined to be great at what they chose. Um, and then, and I never, ever saw myself ever potentially becoming Olympic champion, but I just kept working hard and progressing. And eventually it started to come within my grasp. And then when I became Olympic champion, I realized that just Olympic champions are just people who work really hard. They've had a passion. They stuck with it. It's not been easy, but yeah, I, I genuinely can't believe that I've got, six gold medals I never thought it was going to be possible Is it something that's quite hard to get people to understand this the amount of hard work and, and dedication that goes into getting a gold medal because let, let's face it there are thousands and thousands of cyclists around the world and thousands and thousands of professional cyclists around the world to be number one that must take a lot of effort that must take a lot of your time as well It's a huge amount of hard work and there's a lot of sacrifice but the key thing is that I loved doing what I, what I did so if you love doing something you'll work harder at it um, there's no guarantees that you're going to be the best at it. So I never went into it saying, um, I must be Olympic champion. I went into it thinking, this is what I love doing. I just want to do it all the time, do it to the best of my ability. And as I got better and better, I just kept resetting my, my targets, my goals. You know, I, I, I always dreamt of being Olympic champion, but before then I was wanting to become Scottish champion and then British champion and progress, progress that way. But yeah, everything, anything in life that you really want, it's going to be hard work, but but it's worth it, you know, and, and it's not just about the end result. It's about enjoying every single day and having fun doing what you love. Well, when you're the one to be on track, it must be quite hard staying in that zone because obviously everyone wants to come after you. Everyone either wants to take your record off you, everyone wants to take your medal off you. Were there any moments in your career where you thought, oh, I've had a bit of a wobble here. I'm not that confident I'm going to go. But also, how did you get over that? So you actually went on uh, and ran the race and, and won the race if possible. Yeah, I think I think people think that you know, sports people at the highest level, professional sports people, they're completely confident. They know what they're doing all the time. Um, and to, to a certain degree, you know what you're doing. But 
you don't always know that you're going to win the race or win the match or, or you know, be successful. So for me, I, I never let myself believe that I was going to win all the time. I had to always believe that if I didn't give 100% every single race, then, then there was a good chance I could lose. So there were loads of times that I lost confidence, loads of times I had self-doubt. Um, but I just kept coming back to reminding myself that it's about the hard work. It's about all the preparation you put in and that, that genuinely the end result isn't the most important thing. It's just doing the best you can. If you do the best you can and somebody beats you, well, then you can't complain. You've got to shake the guy's hand and say, well done. But if you do the very best you can and you have trained hard and you have prepared well, then you're giving yourself the best chance to, to, to win. Did I read somewhere that your first bike cost you under a tenner? <laughs> yeah, my first bike was five pounds. And my parents got it in a jumbo sale uh, when, I was, when I was five or six years of age. And I wanted a BMX. I'd seen the film E.T. And that was it. I was desperate to get a BMX, but they were expensive. Um, and my parents got this bike and my dad painted it black and he put BMX stickers on it and changed the handlebars and made it into this, you know, a, a lookalike BMX. And I absolutely loved it. And that was, that was what got me started. And then I guess beyond that, it was, it was watching the Commonwealth Games in 1986. I was 10 um, when they came to Edinburgh and that was my hometown. And I was doing BMX racing at that point. And then I saw track cycling and I thought this looks really fun. And it was on, you know, not many cities have velodromes, but I was very lucky that my home city had a velodrome. So when I got a bit older, when I was about 14, I went down and had a shot and, and took it from there. But I wasn't very good when I first started. So it wasn't like I took it up and I discovered that I had a talent for, for this, this thing. It took a lot of time to get better and better. So um, on that note of cycling as a kid, we've just bought a bike for my brother who's five years old and it's his first bike. So have you got any tips for him? Yeah, if it's his first bike um, and he hasn't got the balance yet, I would say don't use stabilizers. A good tip is to take the pedals off and then you put the seat down and you have your feet flat on the floor and you basically use it like a balance bike where you use your feet to push yourself along and then he lifts his feet up to get the balance and if he overbalances, he puts his feet back down. And then once he's got his balance, then you put the pedals back on and the seat back up again. And then you, you don't have to worry about balancing. All you've got to do is learn how to pedal. So yeah, basically turn the pedal bike into a balance bike for a, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then put the pedals back on. And hopefully he'll be off. But if he's got any more questions or if his parents have got any more questions, there's a great resource. It's at HSBC UK's Ready, Set, Ride. And you can go on there and there's all these free resources, free videos that you can watch, tips, ideas, games, activities, cycling, obviously it's your legs that are the, the main thing that pushes you along. So you can do exercises to strengthen your legs. There's loads of skills and coordination activities that you can do at home, even if you haven't got access to a wide open space. Um, but during lockdown, you can go out for, you know, uh, one, one activity or one exercise a day. Um, so why not make it on your bike? It's great to get some fresh air. It's fun. The whole family can do it together. And the roads are a lot quieter too now that there's, there's less traffic out there. So, um, never been a better time to get out and get on your bike nice one chris you can find out more about that ready set ride initiative on our fun kids website funkidslive.com so chanel i know you've got a question haven't you and for older children who might want to ride competitively how do you go about that any older riders that are keen to get into cycling in a competitive way contact british cycling so british cycling are the main governing body for cycling in britain and they can put you in touch with clubs and people in your local area who can help you and there's so many different types of, of cycling. You've got obviously track cycling, which is what I did, but there's road cycling, there's mountain biking, there's cyclocross, there's speedway, there's BMX, huge amount of choice. So I would say join a club, try as many different forms of cycling as you can, 
and then and take it from there. But the most important thing is to enjoy it, enjoy the process, and you'll have so much more fun and you'll work so much harder. Now, from your perspective, Chris, are more and more people now cycling in Britain? Obviously, we've had people like yourself, we've got Chris Froome, also the likes of Laura Trupp, for instance. Are we seeing a, a real uptake in cycling in Britain? Yes, yeah, cycling experienced a massive boom in the, the last decade, really, following um, British cycling success in Beijing and then London 2012 and then the Tour de France with Geraint Thomas and Chris Froome and all these guys. It really has helped to bring cycling to the fore and for people to, to start thinking about it more. And, and it's, we've seen a huge uptake in people just cycling for commuting for work, for school, getting around. There's more people racing and competing. Yeah, I think people are seeing it as a great way to get fit, to get active, to have fun. Yeah, the, the challenge is now making the roads a bit safer and a bit easier for people to, to commute and to get around. I genuinely think it's one of these few activities you can do with the whole family and everybody can enjoy it the same amount. Normally, there's a bit of compromise where either the kids are getting a bit bored or mum and dad are getting a bit bored. But cycling is fun for everybody. So you know, to go out on a family bike ride, it's the perfect way to make the most of this, this tricky time during lockdown. Do you need a lot of money to get a bike? Um, you don't, I think cycling can be seen as quite an expensive thing to get into. The one thing I would say, you don't need to spend thousands and thousands of pounds on all the gear. You don't need all that. You can get a second-hand bike from a reputable, you know, online or from, from a, a reputable local bike shop. You can speak to them. And then as long as you've got, I mean, for me, the basics would be a helmet, a lock and a bike. And then you're, you're, you're good to go. You don't have to spend money on a carbon fiber race, race bike. You don't need all that. Just get out, get active, have some fun and then take it from there. Okay, Chris, stay on the line because we really want you to get involved in our quiz for the next part of the show. Sports Squad Quiz. Now, every week on the show, we have a quiz for you to play along at home with. Chanel, you'll try and answer the questions as well as you can. Hopefully, if you were listening to the interview, well, you realise some of the answers from the question have already been mentioned. So, Chanel, you'll try and answer the questions. So, so Chris, would you take it away? Okay, question number one. How many gold medals have I won in total at the Olympic Games and the World Championships? Is it A, 15, B, 17, or is it C, 10? Um, I think it's B, 17, because you've won six, six medals and 11 world championships. Well done, mate. Spot on. <laughs> nice. Tick. Right, question number two. Uh, my first bike cost £6.50, true or false? False. Tick. Well done. It was £5. £5 from a jumble sale. I'm not saying my parents were tight, but you know. <laughs> um. Question number three. I've won six Olympic gold medals, but the medals aren't actually made from 100% gold. What other metal makes up over 90% of an Olympic gold medal? Is it A, bronze, B, aluminium, or C, silver? I have no clue, but I'm going to say B, aluminium. Good guess, but yeah, sadly not the right answer. It was it was C, it's silver. So yeah, 
no matter what medals you get, they're only the, the gold ones are silver and then gold plated on the outside. Well done, Chanel. Yeah, I was just going to say, you took the words out of my mouth, as they always say, two out of three ain't bad at all. Well done, Chanel. That last one was definitely a little trick question. We like to put a little trick one in just to make it a bit more hard for the listeners. All right, like Chris, thank you so much for joining us. This has been an absolute pleasure. And uh, honestly, I-, I think you've inspired so many of our listeners to uh, take their bikes out or maybe even try and purchase a bike over this period. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, good luck. Anybody out there that's going to be riding on two wheels, have fun, stay safe, take care. The world of sports. Squad. Squad. Okay, so Chanel, I've been waiting for this one. You have got an amazing story about a football manager turned delivery driver. Explain more. This is David Moyes, who's doing these deliveries. Former Manchester United and Everton manager, current West Ham boss. But rather than me tell the story, let him explain. I caught up with him a bit earlier to have a chat. Well, I was uh, I just returned from London after the lockdown, and uh, I went round to get some fruit and veg for myself because my wife was away at the time, and uh, I was trying to cook because I've never cooked before, and I was saying, "What am I going to try? What am I going to do?" And uh, I went to the fruit and veg store, and the local fruit and veg said uh, drivers needed to drop stuff off, any volunteers, and uh, I said, "Why not? I'm doing nothing." I might as well volunteer and uh, and drop off fruit and veg. So I got a job for uh, for three or four days dropping off fruit and veg, which I, I've got to say I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> Sounds fun. How does it compare to your day job being a football manager? Well, it compares very differently because uh, it was nice where I had to drive to people's houses and, and I had beautiful boxes of fruit and vegetable that was all really colourful and actually I was amazed, I was looking at some of the vegetables and I was trying to make out exactly what they were but uh, so some of the stuff people had ordered was was fabulous but uh, I wouldn't say it compares much at all to my job but uh, it gave me an insight to to being a delivery driver for a little while but uh, hopefully the families and the people we dropped it off to all enjoyed their fruit and veg. It's great to see that you're helping kids get their five a day. Yeah, there was quite a few mothers and fathers came to the door because I just knocked the door and left the fruit and veg on the doorstep. And uh, quite often it was young kids coming to the door. They were coming with their parents and, uh, you know, obviously they were all looking forward to it as well because there was things like lovely strawberries and bananas and, you know, beautiful pineapples was all in the fruit box. It, it really was. The boxes of fruit were, were sensational and... Uh, I think anybody would have enjoyed them and I'm sure the kids would have as well. Definitely. Sounds delicious. Thank you. Sure, thank you. The World of Sports Squad. Okay, there's two things here. A, it's amazing because he's making sure local people and kids get their five a day. And B, what a fantastic thing for David Moyes to do. I used to really like him. I love him even more now. Right, that's all we've got time for on today's show. It's goodbye from me and it's also goodbye from Chanel. Bye-bye. SportsFord is brought to you with the support of the Audio Content Fund. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoy the programme, please review us and rate us as well. Right, we'll catch you next time.